Mic check, mic check, mic check, mic check, mic check. Okay, so maybe, maybe I'm an asshole. Not even maybe, I'm definitely a fucking asshole. Aaron Rodgers' brother, because apparently he was a bachelor. You had Michael Jordan on your team. But okay, so that's my bachelor play-by-play. Oh. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. How how nice for you. I already fucking knew all that shit about myself. <laughs> cool, enjoy your little mission of self-discovery. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Chooch Chat, the only podcast that knows its opinions of the real issues do not matter. I am Tony G. Michael, Anthony Joseph, Anthony G. Michael, and uh, as you know, my co-host is not here because he is not quarantined with me. Uh, he is in a, a safe house, a safe area, uh, <laughs> far away, recording his own podcast with a shitty USB mic. By the way, if you haven't heard Zach's last Chooch Chat podcast... Uh, get on it. He writes a, he reads his journal issue. His journal issue. God, I'm tired. I'm always tired. But he reads his, uh, his journal entry, uh, from, uh, the past week. It's good. It, he, he, he writes like he's writing a book. It's like, it could, could be the opening to a book. He's a really good writer. And, uh, it just occurred to me that he is. <laughs> he's always been a good writer, but he's never, you know, shared things that wasn't, um, Mostly never shared things that wasn't comedic. And this was slightly comedic, but it was also informative and, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was well done. And, uh, it was interesting. Not only because it, because I was one of the main characters, <laughs> but because of the way he put it together. I was, I was very proud of him. Um, yeah, it was cool. But uh, yeah, so just me here alone in the podcast studio in this little tiny office staring at some computers and a TV and um, I'm going to recount my week to you all because this is my COVID therapy. This is what I do now. Well, I told myself I would do a podcast a week for a year. I should probably push that up because I, I love doing this. I fucking, to be honest with you, I, I love doing it for a multitude of reasons. One being... Just the trending that, that, that it gives you, just to find confidence in talking, even though you're talking to yourself when it's when it's a solo podcast, but the ability just to keep talking and to uh, find the words. I'm getting getting in, in my head right now while I'm, while I'm saying this, too, because it's making me a little self-conscious, but uh, just to find the confidence to just, you know, uh, put, it, put everything on the line. Put your heart in the table. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I like doing it. And uh, the other reason why I like doing it is because it, ma- it makes me feel better. Just recounting my dates. It, it's way better doing it with Zach, to be honest with you. It's it's better because, you know, you, you have one of your best friends here talking with them. And you get to shoot, uh, shoot the shit, laugh, catch up. Um, they, they bring up topics of conversation that you might might not have thought of. Um, but then you, you have to schedule it out with them too, right? Cause life gets in the way. It is kind of easier just to do a solo podcast, just kind of jump on whenever you want. Uh, and then you, then you can push it back a day. Like if my wife wants to do something, I can, I can be like, ah, oh, I, I can, I can, I, I can do the podcast tomorrow. No big, no big deal. But, uh, yeah. So this one might be something the way I've been feeling about it now. It's just, this might be something I just do every week for the rest of my life. Um, and uh, I don't have a problem with it. 
It's just interesting. It's just fun. No, no matter what I'm doing, it doesn't have to be because I'm, I'm a musician. It can be because I've started a business or whatever. Uh, it's just fun. I don't know how to explain it. <clears throat> it is kind of like therapy. Cathartic? Is that the word? I think that's the word. Is cathartic the word? Anybody out there? Call in 224-238-6699. Just let me know. Just give me a call right now. Okay, great. Here we go. I'm exhausted. I'm I'm tired. I've been getting no sleep. I've been going to bed at like midnight. And I've been sitting there at 11 or midnight, which is too late, to be honest with you. I need to go to bed earlier. And um, I've just been laying there for like an hour or two hours trying to pass out. So I get like four to three hours of sleep. And that is just dumb. There's nothing, there's nothing I can do about it. I get in that... I get in that 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 groove, that awful little groove of, of sleepless nights sometimes. And uh, this is the first time it's happened to me since I started the the new job, since um, everything's been shut down, the, the disinfecting job. Um, So it's just, man, I've been dragging fucking ass, man. Uh, so I'm going to go to bed right after this podcast tonight and uh, and, and see, if, see if that helps. But yeah, I'm just still walking around the buildings, disinfecting the buildings. Wearing my masks. Excuse me. I just had some tomato soup. One sec. Oh my god. Penne tomato soup. And uh, yeah, I noticed that when I'm tired and I'm doing it, there's way more anxiety because your mind slips way way more often when you're uh, when you're tired. Um, and you're on and you're wired on more coffee because you're tired, so you gotta try and stay up. And then you. Uh, and then you think you make way more mistakes. Oh, did I touch my face? Not that it even matters. You're covered in so much fucking disinfectant. You're covered head to, head to toe in disinfectant. Oh, but still, it gives you anxiety. You know what I mean? Uh, but whatever. You man up, you get through. Um, so what did I do this week? Uh, the Bachelor. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, uh, the worst, best show in the world. I, I fucking hate this show. But I, I can't stop watching it. Jackie yelled at me this week about it, though. She said, you know, you don't have to shit on it. I was like, why not? You shit on it. I'm just trying to enjoy it in my own way. I want to shit on it while I'm watching it. It's fun. Can I, can't I? Just think of me as like one of your little girls. What? Well, so sexy. What are, you, what are your... What are your girlfriends? You know, because I see when she's watching it with her girlfriends, you know, they just... They kind of shit on it and laugh. I just want to shit on it and laugh, too. That, that opened her mind a little bit. And, and how can you not? The people are so infuriating. Let me see. Let me try and recount what happened. So they started this. They they made them pair up. They had to pair up now. So they, first they were just kind of dating around, doing dating games. Date cards were being passed out. Now they said you have to pair up with somebody that you are certain you possibly could have a relationship with and have a, 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 a working relationship and a... Uh, you know, a, a relationship relationship with. And if you don't uh, think that that's possible, then you should uh, leave leave the house. So a couple of them ended up leaving the house. You know, a couple of them just kind of settled for somebody. Um, and then there was, a, of course, drama because uh, this was, let me see, it was Brandon and, let me see, Brandon was being fought over by two women. It was by Savannah and Julia. 
And if you go to abc.com slash shows slash The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart cast, you'll be able to see him. So Savannah is the and Brandon, they became a couple, right? And Julia was on the oust, and she was pissed. And she became a couple with Sheridan, who Sheridan super likes her, but Julia really wants Brandon, right? Brandon looks like a Neanderthal, but for some reason these women are just goo goo gaga over him. And he he's he's not awful looking, but there's some better looking dudes in the house. <laughs> I just can't believe this. <sighs> I'm just gonna give you the play by play. Um. So, uh, and by the way, Julia, she's a piece of work. Uh, she, I'm circling her with my mouse right now. Uh, she puts off this this feel, this uh, this uh, energy that she's professional and straightforward and stuff. When she she might be the craziest fucking woman there. She she might be straight up the craziest woman there. She's all about not being fake, and then she just goes ahead and be and be's the fakest person and is the fakest person in the house by hooking up with Sheridan because just so, so she can stay on the show. Yeah, she's awful. If you watch the show, I think you know what I'm talking about. Hashtag Julia uh, is a hashtag biatch. Uh, don't like her right now. She's on the house with me. And uh, I feel bad for the uh, uh, the goofiest looking guy, Sheridan. Uh, I, I, I do feel bad for him. He seems like a nice kid. Uh, but uh, that girl's going to eat him alive. Uh, then, of course, there's Natasha, the one that swears she's French. I talked about her last week. She came into the house last week and she tried to break up one of the relationships because she said that one of the guys cheated on one of his ex-girlfriends, yada, yada, yada. That was ridiculous. Um, here's the thing. I'm slowly starting to remember and realize why I don't watch the – not slowly. I knew right away why I don't watch this shit. It's just trash TV. It just It's just awful, awful stuff. And none of it makes sense. And I'm going to sound like the oldest curmudgeon chooch. That there could possibly be, but like it, it does make me worry a little bit about uh, like what the kids are watching and 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 if they're and 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 them coming up to stuff like this. I remember thinking that was so lame when I was younger. Like, come on, you know, we we got this. We understand. When I was a kid, I was like, we understand what's right and wrong. But this is just this is just awful because I can imagine some teenagers watching this and really really taking in. Some of these lessons, <laughs> so that, that that these that these idiots are teaching them, it just it just doesn't teach people to to problem solve or or objectively search through their emotions or I don't know I I think I'm I might be overthinking this horseshit this this fucking Corona TV is really really fucking fucking with my head but still I think I'm making a point. I think I'm making a point for a guy, a crazy person, talking to himself in a fucking room by himself for the umpteenth time since this fucking uh, 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 lockdown has started. So anyways, yeah, I hate the girl Natasha. Uh, yeah, she's a real she's the fakest thing in the world. Julia, fake too. Uh, the one that I was shitting on last week, the 21-year-old that I said looked like she was 30, Jamie, she's growing on me actually. Because I think she really does. Oh yeah, Jamie's the one that that Natasha, the French one, fake French one, tried to uh, uh, break up uh, last week with her with her uh, new boyfriend Trevor. Uh, I'm starting to like Jamie and Trevor um, because I think they actually really like each other. 
And um, also because I think Jamie, even though she's super annoying and super young, um, at least that's who she is. At least she's at least she's telling the truth. At least when she's acting weird and naive and goofy, that's exactly who she is. She's not lying to you. Like she like face forward, that's who she is. Take it or leave it. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> so bad, I can't believe this. And I'm, I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna finish my review of this week's episode because I. Uh, because I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through this. I'm going to try and take this as seriously as possible. The uh, Oh, yeah, and Jamie and her boyfriend Trevor. By the way, all these people, they had a contest, and one of the couples had to get kicked out. And um, it wasn't even close. They all did really well except for the couple that got kicked out, which was Becca and Danny. It's a shame because Becca and Danny were two of the more likable people. But they uh, they weren't as talented, A, and B, they definitely didn't like each other. Danny tried to fake it. Becca couldn't fake it at all. Even when they were on stage together, and they were being judged by Aaron Rodgers' brother, because apparently he was a bachelor or a, 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 on the Bachelorette or, or the Bachelor. Jackie's filling me in on this, and, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So he was a bachelor at one point. I didn't know that, which was kind of weird. Um, was he an athlete? I don't even know. And uh, and then they had who? Who else did they have? They had Kasha, Kesha, Kasha, and then they had um, uh, with a guy with a, another guy with a hat. They're out. They all have fucking hats. Um, Jimmy, no. Jackie, Jackie, hold on. J- Mraz, Jason Mraz, yeah. They had Jason Mraz. And they were judging the music while Aaron Rodgers and his bachelorette wife were judging uh, uh, whether or not they, they felt like they were in love. And um, and they got kicked out because uh, because honestly, they just weren't as good. They didn't even sing as well. Sorry, I had a bachelor question. We figured it out. Jack, say hello. Hi. She says hi. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Becca and Danny got kicked out. And I think the reason why their singing suffered too was because of uh, the fact that they were totally faking their their relationship. Um, I think, I don't know. Couldn't they just go up there and fake it and perform? And it's funny. It, it, this is a lot like American Idol. It's starting to turn into like sort of like the American Idol, because Natasha, the fake French woman, and her guy, which is, which is. I don't know. Some of these guys look a lot alike. Natasha and oh man, some that they oh wait maybe Ryan, Natasha and Ryan. Theirs was better, but it was that it was just it just it was an affectation. It was just weird. But I knew they were going to get pretty high scores, or they're going to be well liked because they're really talented. But there is that there is that fake there is this fake thing that I just can't stand when I'm watching musicians on stage, where it just doesn't look real, man. It just, it's 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 musical theater is what it is. And I, I'm not a big musical theater guy, you know. It's it's uh, I usually enjoy it when I'm forced to go. I go, oh yeah, actually actually I like that. But you know, nothing's real on stage. It's all blowing up. It's all it's hard to watch. 
I mean, any soul that the songwriter put into this song is being performed by people who just grew up on show tunes. Oh, I'm shitting on things right now. Boy, you can tell I'm tired because I have no filter. Um, but hey, it's the fucking truth. I think a lot of us know it too. Um, let me see here. And the, one of the best couples was uh, Chris and who's his lady? Chris and who they they sang they they had a good song Chris and his lady oh where is she at there she is Chris and Bree yeah they were good they're actually great they were fantastic that was the best performance in my mind that was that was that was the uh, Leon they 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 did a Leon Bridges song the kid Chris can uh, sing and it just sounds just it's easy and smooth. They're, they were they they looked real on stage. The girl Bree could sing too, and uh, that was the best couple without a doubt. And it didn't look fake. It was just it was just it, it wasn't forced. It was real. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I feel just like less of a man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm equating watching The Bachelor with manhood, but God, just oh. Oh, and Kasha, she seems like a nice girl, but my God, the whole thing—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, there's a lot going on there. There's there's a lot going on here. I don't I don't think I could ever live in Hollywood. I don't think I could ever live. I've never been to L.A. I don't know that. I know one person from L.A. Like was born there. It was Matt Cerritos, uh, one of my producers, and uh, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a fantastic guy. So maybe, maybe I'm an asshole. It's not even maybe. I'm definitely a fucking asshole. You know, you listen to this shit. But okay, so that's my bachelor play by play. Oh. Moving on. The last dance. Um boy, you know, I, I do love that that show, that documentary. That that's great COVID watching TV. The last dance. Uh they went over Dennis Robin this week. I love him. Um he's a troubled guy. But you know he's got some things figured out. He's so he seems so accepting of anybody's lifestyle. It seems like if you could go hang out with Kim Jong Un and then hang out with uh, Michael Jordan, I don't know. He just and it just seems he just seems like yeah, I'll give that a try. And that you know that doesn't seem like a bad guy. It just seems like it gets him in trouble sometimes, and uh, and because he seems like he likes to party. Um, but I liked. I liked how they started this week's episodes off because I was hoping they were going to get into the fact that, that Dennis Rodman beat the shit out of Jordan and the Bulls uh, two years in a row with uh, with the Pistons before he came to the Bulls um, because that was a big deal. And uh, and again, just I brought this up last week. It was just another reminder that you know when you talk about the Bulls and Jordan being the best of all time, which I think he is, you don't need to. You don't need to go down the road of, of uh, you know, everybody else had a better team. It's such. It's it's just not true. The Bulls were one of the best teams of all time. Teams, teams, and Jordan's the best player of all time. But you know, don't leave out the team because they they were really really fucking good, man. And I'm a big fan of Dennis Rodman. I'm a big fan of Pippen too, but I'm a big fan of Dennis Rodman. Just the way he played the game, and uh, just totally unselfish. And it was so it was so funny. They brought up uh, 
when he went to the Spurs, he finally just because he went to he went from Detroit to the Spurs to the Bulls, and when he went to the Spurs, uh, they see him take off his hat. I think I think he was wearing a hat, and uh, I'm trying to remember. I was tired last night too, and he uh, he takes off his hat, and uh, they saw they see his hair, and he and he's like. And someone goes, yeah. He when, he when he came to the Spurs, he just showed up, look, Demolition Man, because uh, I think uh, Demolition Man just came out and Wesley Snipes with his uh, with his uh, bleach blonde hair. <laughs> and I was like, and then watching Dennis Rodman move in practice and some of the things he was doing, he definitely has like a West a Wesley Snipes vibe going on. Not just with like coloring his hair from Demolition Man shit, but like just just some of the movements he was doing. You can compare it to to Wesley Snipes, who who sometimes just it, he, he Snipes has a way of moving that uh, always made me laugh, because um, he's an entertaining guy. It was always like martial arts and mixed with dancing, uh, mixed with uh, a wink and a smile at the camera. Almost Snipes underrated, underrated. Oh my god! There was a while there after he went to jail where uh, people were kind of like rolling their eyes at Snipes and and uh, not giving him respect. Uh, and then me and my sister were uh, trying to remind people that Snipes is the fucking man. Blade. Blade and Demolition Man. All, Blades. Blade 2. Blade 2 is even better. Demolition Man. What else, man? Passenger 50 is fucking 7. What else? What else? Oh, man. And he and he's and he's kind of coming back here, man. He's, he's coming out with a lot of stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy for Snipes. Love Snipes. Man, I was... Fucking sad when they when they didn't cast Blade in the new Marvel movies. I hope they do. I hope they do something where they bring back Hugh Jackman and Wesley Snipes in some type of an old man Blade, old man Logan type of a thing from an alternate universe in the new movies, so they can have the new guys and uh, and Snipes and and Jackman. That would be cool because I would love to see Snipes as Blade again. That'd be so great. Be so fantastic. Th th those movies were fantastic. People forgot about those movies. Guy makes one little mistake. Now he doesn't pay his taxes, and he goes to jail for several years, <laughs> and everybody forgets who who does that. When you have that much money, who forgets to pay? I gotta look that up. It can't be. It can't be that simple, man. It it can't be that simple. Like you just forget to to pay your. He must have had like an accountant. He must have who just was who fucked him over somehow. He must have somebody doing for it that just fought. he just said, "Yeah, I, I got I got it covered," and then then he just didn't, and then told him he didn't have because that's strange. That is that, that is totally strange. But man, they threw his ass in jail. That shit scares the shit out of me. If I ever have any real money, man, <sighs> yeah, they don't fuck around with that. They'll put they'll throw it throw anybody's ass in jail. What is it the British? thing was no taxation without representation what does that even mean what does that even mean it's just some line we learned in school no no taxation without representation imagine snipes handcuffed screaming that while he's going into jail no taxation without representation that didn't happen but man he must have been sad boy i'm gonna look that shit up when, when i get off the podcast uh, so, uh, anyways, back to, uh, Dennis Rodman. Uh, yeah, he's the best. He's, he's definitely the best rebiter of all time. I mind. I was saying that before this and drunken arguments in the bars. Uh, 
I used to say he's. I used to say he's one of them. No, he's the best. He's crazy. He. It's, it's just like he. He just thinks that he just thinks of it. That's what he thought of. He thought of defense being in your face and rebounding the ball. Jackie said something. She goes, "I bet he's good at pool." And I was like, "You know, I bet he is good at pool. I bet. He, I bet he loves pool." Same thing. Just kind of figuring out the trajectory of the ball when it bounces off something, depending on how it hits. And that's what he did. He just would make people shoot at the rim and from different areas and he would watch the way it bounced off and that 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 was his practices in Detroit which I thought was great it's just fantastic not selfish only drama he caused was, was the drama to himself generally generally um yeah and uh everybody stopped shitting on Isaiah Thomas we all knew he's kind of a bit of a weirdo we all know he's not well liked by Bird Magic and Jordan but you know what he did do and this is this is cuz People are people are mad at Isaiah because this was a big deal back then too, and I was I was kind of a kid, so I didn't really know. I, mean, I was a kid, but the Pistons when the Bulls finally were able to get past the Pistons the third time they played them in the playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals, the Pistons didn't shake the Bulls' hands, which Jordan and Horace Grant are right to think that. Well, Horace called the Pistons a bunch of bitches. And then uh, Jordan shook his head and said, "Now you can show me what Isaiah said." Because the producers wanted to show, show Jordan here what Isaiah said, said about the whole thing. And he goes, "There's nothing that you won't tell me that that uh, that doesn't that that doesn't make him an asshole." And I thought it was great. I thought it was so great because he's you know because Jordan to his credit did shake all of their hands when he lost all of their hands when he's when he, when he lost. But here's the thing: not everybody's Michael Jordan. Not everybody's Horace Grant. Everybody's different. Everybody handles shit differently. You know, the respect thing when you're losing, you're, you're you're supposed to shake their hand. Me watching it from the outside, if the Pistons didn't shake their, get over it. The fans get over it. Everybody get over it. Sports writers get the fuck over it. What are you so fucking chased? Get get the fuck over it. They were competitive. They were still angry. They were probably they were probably saying to themselves, "We're not going to shake their hands because we're going to come back next year and beat their asses." And Blah, 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 blah. Who knows what they were fucking thinking? But Isaiah's excuse was dumb. It was just, uh, well, the Celtics didn't shake our hands. And yada, that's the way it went. I don't know. You could have just said I should have shook his hand. But, again, who gives a fucking shit? And here's the thing with Isaiah Thomas. Those guys might not like him. That's totally fine. Isaiah beat those guys. And he beat those guys... All the time. <laughs> he did. He's got two championships. He's got two rings. He's got two rings. And they were playing Bird they were playing Birds Celtics, Magics, uh Magic slash Kareem slash ah, that fucking mad that fucking Lakers team was way too deep. They they had so many guys. But uh Magic's uh uh Lakers and Chicago's Bulls. That's who they were playing. That that is that 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 mid eighties to early nineties teams. Those were some stacked fucking teams. And you're not even you're not even putting in there fucking other great teams, man. It, like the Sixers were great, you know. Barkley or they were they were all right, but there was great. And they had the Trailblazers and Cleveland was up and coming and. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah. So you know what? He he beat the guys. He can say whatever the hell he wants. And uh, they're they're interviewing him from some other guy's documentary. That all he knows is he whipped his ass twice. Uh, Michael Jordan's documentary. And so they don't gotta be friends. Uh, but we should respect the fact that Isaiah Thomas was a hell of a fucking athlete and a hell of a basketball player because he was. Even though he's not necessarily my favorite because of the dumb moves he made as a GM for the uh, for, for the Knicks. Anybody involved with the Knicks for the past 25 years I'm not a fan of. I'm just, it's just, again, it's just so damn depressing. The players less. I, I like the players. It's, it's, it's not their fault. But that from the front, the front, even when when, when they brought in, I, I said last episode, even when, when they brought in Carmelo Anthony, well, they brought in some, some other guys too, and they also signed Mike D'Antoni, which everyone was like, "Great, Mike D'Antoni, fast-paced offense, great for the league." You know, it's 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 the it's the, it's the direction the league's going in, and I was just like, "It's not going to work. It's not going to work." Not because D'Antoni, you know, ha- can't win the big one is what they say about him, but uh, he, he can't win big games. Maybe true, maybe not true. But it was because D'Antoni was going to be working for Dolan. He was going to be a Nick. When they brought in Phil Jackson right around the same time, I was like, it's not going to work. Phil Jackson won two titles with, with the Knicks. I didn't know it was two. I forgot it was two. Um, when he was a player. So you bring back the the you know the old school guy, put him in the front office. What is that? What happens there? Jack shit. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's the same story. It's almost like it's almost like if Kraus was the owner. No, what is it like? Because Kraus had talent. Kraus could actually bring talent to a team. He knew how to he knew how to uh, 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 evaluate talent, and and he, and he knew w- people who were good fits for a team and good fits around Jordan. So, and but uh, so it's worse. It's worse. It's worse because Dolan can't win and can't put a team out there, and he wants all the fucking attention. Ugh. Ugh. What's worse than a talented rich guy? What I start? I'm listen. I started off all wrong. What's worse than an untalented rich guy? Untalented rich guy that wants all the credit and all the spotlight. Absolutely fucking nothing. He's got to be talented. He's, he's a millionaire, right? He runs several businesses. So he's good at math. <laughs> uh, so I just don't want to give him any credit. God, I hate that guy. Oh, I don't hate anybody. But it's just tough. It's just tough. Hate that damn team. I hate that. I hate, I hate his ownership of that team. I wish the best for him outside of basketball. Fucking shit. All right, I'm done talking about the last dance. And you know what? And that documentary is just gonna keep making me angrier because it, it, it's just gonna keep making me angrier because you just they because they broke it up. Now that it's all over with, it would have been nice to see them win another championship or two. You had Michael Jordan on your team. When the Yankees had Derek Jeter, they kept him. 
They signed him. They knew what they had. They knew what they had. They kept him on the fucking team because it was Derek fucking Jeter. He let him go out. He let him go out with the team. It's almost equatable, right? Almost the same thing. You know, Jordan's uh, probably, everybody believes, is a more talented basketball player than Derek Jeter was a baseball player. But the respect thing was there, right? Everybody respected Derek Jeter. The championships, you know, the plays, the big plays, the moments in the biggest spotlight. The league respected him. Boston respected him. He's a big deal. And they, and they, they let him play out his, his, his last years because they knew how special he was and how special that moment was. And they were going to try to win with him rather than without him, you know? Hell, the Yankees did that even with CeCe fucking Sabathia. And Jeter's twice the Yankee as CeCe Sabathia. I fucking love CeCe. But you know what I'm saying. And you couldn't do that with Michael Jordan back then? I know everybody's fucking jumping ship nowadays. But Christ, it's almost like you gave him a good damn reason, right? No loyalty. You had the first and second best player in the world on your team. And you treated him like shit. And you made him... You ran him out of town. And you ran him out of town. Which put everything else that you did. Which was some good work, Jerry. Good work. Everything else that you did. I feel like I'm kind of shitting on a dead man too. I feel I feel bad about it. But hey, man. The work speaks for itself. You did a good job until you didn't. God, I almost sound like a Bulls fan. Boy, it would be good if the Bulls were good again. I live here in Chicago, so it's, it would be so good. It would be so good. It'd be so fun to go to games. I could start rooting for my home team. My, my, I guess it's my home team now. Yeah, yeah. Because in basketball, I always root for some any any other team. I root for whoever I like that year. Anyways, moving on. So uh, yesterday, I did my first naked yoga. Jackie was out, and I uh, I went to the den. Threw it on the den TV. Uh, my beach body yoga on the den TV. And I was like, no one's here. I'm just going to do this yoga naked. Uh, looking out the window, people walking by. <laughs> yeah, I was free balling. Uh, I was on the, I'm on the second floor. Nobody could see, uh, but I could see them. And I can, t- I know because I, I, when I look in through that window, when I'm outside, you can't see anything. There's a bunch of reflection. The sun's in the way, but, uh, it was, it was, um, Freeing, yeah, felt good. And then I uh, threw my underwear on when I had to get down on the ground and sit my ass in the mat. So I was like, ugh, I don't want to put any of that shit on it. But I was, it was about an hour and an hour and ten minutes, of just naked yoga. Um, and you know, it was good. It was, it was good. It was great until you started doing some of the moves where you had to, you know, put your leg on your other leg. What are the, you know, the, those stabilizing moves? What the fuck are those called? You know, when you're just kind of, when you're doing like the Royal Dancer or uh, when you're just standing on one leg type of a thing or tree because there's just so much sweat on you that, you that you can't stick to your own body. So wearing underwear and pants, it's uh, really for the reason of just soaking up that sweat. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to make a phone call here. I'm going to see if our guest is in. Give me one second. Hey, Tony Gabagool, what's going on? Yeah, I think it's working. Let me see. Say something. I want to see if if, if it's recording. Uh, is this good or, like, I've got a bunch of, like, like 
web shit that I could hook up to the computer. No, instead. it's working. I got you working just oh, fine. Better. Yeah, no, I just want oh, okay. to do a test. Yeah, it's showing up. All right, everybody. Uh, our special guest for the day is a longtime listener, first-time caller, Adam Cullen. Yay! Woo! Was the Adam Cullen? My God, how did you get that guy? Like, he must be really busy right now. Like, really, really... Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much yeah, going on. So alone. Well, how are how are you keeping yourself busy during the lockdown? Uh, I, I mean, a lot of different. I mean, I'm still working, uh, you know. So that's that's yeah. like odd piece. I mean, things are slow and kind of weird, but you know, still like you know, still got my day job, right? Yeah. Um, and you and you and you work stuff. from home I, a lot, anyways, right? Well, that's the thing. You know, the the interesting part about that, like the. Part of like the job part, as far as at least where I'm physically located, that that part hasn't really changed at all. Um, and, and it's interesting. One of my favorite parts about it, and you know this about me, like sometimes when I show up to see friends, especially if I, that I may not have seen for a while in the evening, I might be like really excited, and sometimes like really really excited. Yes. And people are like, "Oh, geez, ugh. it's like." No, no, I just, you're the first person I've seen in four days, and I'm, you know, like, <laughs> happy to be out of the house. I'm like, woo, yeah, let's let's hang out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I get a lot of weird looks, and so now it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Adam wasn't a fucking lunatic like we were talking about. Well, uh, so for everybody uh, out there that doesn't know, I am Adam's friend, but I am also one of Adam's bartenders. I, I would say I'm your main bartender, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. You're certainly well, my most one of them, right? Bartender. Of that bar, I am one of your main bar. Like that's your main bar, I, I would say for Finley Dunn's, right? Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It is. It is now. It's not even just that it's my main bar. It's become the place where my adult family uh, sure is right. Like, man, that's but uh, cool degenerate degeneracy. Good times. Sure. Right. right. Yeah. One of my favorite times was <laughs> you came in. The sun was still out. So it was either a Sunday or a Monday. <clears throat> And uh, it was. It started off just me and you. Nate came in. Nate Faust, n- another one of our friends, came in. And uh, about ten minutes later, but I had already served you like three beers because I was just lighting them up for you. It was a joke. And uh, you were gone within like an hour and a half to two hours. Being there. Oh yeah, well yeah, because you served me a beer, and I was like really like thirsty, yes. ready for a beer, like. Hey, this will be really funny, and also like I, I'm going to drink this one really fast. So just bring me two, and so then you brought me two, right? And then the next time you brought me three, yes. And then the next time you brought me four, right. and I was like thinking to myself, like, well, I don't want to let it go waste. And if I if I'm going to drink them, it has to be fast, so they're going to warm up. And well, so then it was a funny gimmick. It was, it was a no- funny gag, and I don't think either of us <laughs> realized it was going to just. Oh yeah, that's right. It's also alcohol. It's going to totally spiral out of control. <laughs> yeah, and and there weren't there weren't no shots being poured at the same time. No, so I no, had no, yeah. I had like my entire night's worth of like beer consumption in about forty five minutes. Right, and usually you're and... there till two. Then, then then we play darts for an hour afterwards. <laughs> right, usually yeah. they're like three gonna... slow drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have, you know ten ten beers or or thereabouts plus a bunch of whiskey. Yeah. In seven hours, you know, like whatever, no problem. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's like uh, it's like doing a case race by yourself, you know, like a real alcoholic. Yeah, good times. All yeah. Right, oh boy, oh the old times, the old times back when we could do things yeah, like that. Yeah, was telling me about bars the other day, and I was like, "What? What's that?" You know, I at first wasn't drinking at home for like the first three and a half, four weeks. I wasn't drinking at home because I was. I, oh, what I, was that like? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't bad. I, I still haven't done it that much, to be honest with you. I, I realized that I like to go out by to bars. Whether I was I was telling people on previous podcasts that I like to go out even if it's by myself. Like I won't call a friend. I'll just it'll be twelve. You you are you are uh you, you have no compunctions about like going to a bar and having drink or something. And yeah. I don't think you should, by the way. I think there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. Um I I I do as well. It's just I usually end up going to a place where Yeah. I end up like a, some kind of a you know like a known commodity, but at least one of the bartenders, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if and if I'm not if I'm not when I walk in, I certainly will be. When sure, I absolutely, no, yeah, for room, sure, you know, for sure. And it's so funny because you're kind of like Nate's buffer. You're kind of like his protection from people that he doesn't want to talk to, because you you enjoy oh, people's company, and he he would say this is not true, but he does not enjoy people's company. <laughs> He would say that that's not he, true. I know he would say that that no, that's no. not true. You're you're close. Yeah. I would make a, I would make a small adjustment. Yes, and I would say he enjoys people's company, uh, and not even in the right context. What I would say is that he doesn't he isn't energized by meeting new people. Like he doesn't no. like meeting making friends, making new friends, making friends with strangers. Yes, is not something that. I get, uh, that excites him. It doesn't recharge his battery. I, I, I get that, too. I get where he's coming from, but I get where you're coming from, too. I told Nate this one time. As I said, I never met two people that personality-wise, I was like just smack dab in the middle somewhere. It's like, it's, it's like I don't I, – like, take this, for example, the meeting, the meeting new people. I understand where he's coming from, but he's on that, that side of the fence, right? And I understand yeah. where you're coming from, and you're on the other side of the fence, where it's like I'll, I'll say hi to anybody. I, you know, I'm very loving and just very warm and open. And I was like, but I, I'm I'm very right in the middle of that thing, where it's uh, where it's I sometimes I'll have the energy for it, and just sometimes I just can't do it. Some and sometimes right. it just because it, 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 it can be hard. It can be really hard to meet new people, especially when they want to get real personal real quick. Well, I think uh, I think it's some wisdom to that you know. I think that for for any of us, and this goes for me as well. Um, I, I think kind of the general assumption is that I am comfortable in all places at all times. And, and while that is true, even for me, I, I sometimes will get, uh, and maybe more of in a business sense, you know, just a little bit of trepidation or just mm. a little mild anxiety about like, you know, it's like the first day of school. Like, well, what if I don't make any friends? What if nobody likes me? And you're like. But that's that's just your that's your lizard brain talking like that's not real. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but even for uh, even for someone like myself, like I, I, it is possible to to run my tank empty. Uh, yeah. 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 It's hard to do, but it, but it's not impossible. And, you, and you've been around, uh, you know, when it's happened. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, uh, well, because yeah, because you're not a fucking machine. You're not. A, you're not an endless. No. No. Saying, no. You know? No. Yeah, uh, but, it, and it is interesting because we we talk about this idea of you know being able to uh, you know, being able to manufacture it right yeah. you know, to to self entertain to self sustain and just really I, I think within the last like four or five days uh, I, I, the the response to the pandemic has really started to 
test or, or strain my abilities to do it because I, I do take so much energy from, uh, you know, just the human contact from other people. And, you know, well, at, I'm an excellent at, self-entertainer, but it, it, it has started to kind of wear on me a little bit. At this point, even people who are, uh, what's the word, uh, introverts, even they're just, even even they need a refuel, man. Even they need to yeah, gas they're up. Not, they're not hermits. Yeah, exactly. Right. They are living in one of the biggest cities in the U.S. They, they, yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah. They're, they're not on a mountain yeah, we're not, somewhere. We're not the yeah, we're not the silent sisters. Like, I haven't taken a, like a, a vow of uh, a vow of silence, and certainly not one of like celibacy or chastity. Yeah. I mean, let me just tell you right up front. Well, I've been doing, I've been doing know. okay. <laughs> let me just tell you right up front. <laughs> <laughs> just just been, for the record, I just want that. Just know. for the record, I've, for all you I've been at home. I'm, uh, you know, I've I've been doing okay, except, uh, like, I thought that Pritzker should have waited till the end of this month to tack on the the next thirty days, because for like a, a couple days when he said, okay, we're gonna go to the end of May, I was like, oh damn, it's not even the end of. The first, the this go around, you right? Know, you know yeah. what I mean? No, it's not. You're right. It's, it's not 30 days. It's like right shit, now. It's 45. Like, yes, oh, man. right. And so I, it, it's I've been really doing actually really good uh, with the uh, you know I I still have to go to work and stuff. I I I didn't tell you this uh, on the podcast. I think I told you it over the phone. Uh, I I have a I have a new job disinfecting buildings downtown. So I am keeping myself busy. I'm making big lists for myself and goals for myself at the day. Keeping my mind busy. Yada right. yada yada. But I, I've been doing pretty good with like, okay, as long as I know the end day, the potential end day, I'm fine. Yeah. And I told myself that time around, uh, you know, just make it to that end day. If he extends it, I'm cool with it. It's just I want to make it to that end day. And so I was kind of bummed that he extended it before. You know, it's childish. I know. I know it, it's like a it's a it's a dummy's mind and a way of looking at it, but. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I will respectfully. I, I will disagree. I don't think that it's. I think it's not more childish. I think that when we when we think about ourselves and just people in general, I, I, I've found in my experience that in uh, in a normative kind of a way, people are defined by their limitations, yeah. well, not just by the limitations that that other people impose upon us, but by our own vision of ourselves and our own view of our own limitations. Right, yeah. and so. We, we have a, a, a framework that exists in our minds and in our spirits that says, I am this, here is, here is where I stop and start, and you, know, you can contain me herein, and so on and so forth. And I think, the, I think the idea of having a framework about how long things are, how long we have to do things, yeah. um, you know, how long is this run, how long do I have to hold this plank, even? Working in an indefinite way... Uh, I, I think it's a really fascinating tax on on the mind, the spirit, the psyche, the body. You know, not knowing how long you know, something will continue, something you know, indefinite and impermanent and unpleasant at the same time. Like, hmm. yeah, I, I, I think I think looking at that and being like, that's a frightening thing, or that fills me with uncertainty or disquiet. I think it's a very natural thing, and I, I, I don't think that you should cast aspersions at yourself at all for that. For I, sure. I think it's a real yeah. thing. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Now, like, what's, what's the expectation that we're setting for ourselves? Like, like I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to be. Like, okay. Um, that's, that's it. That's literally it. That's literally, that's literally it. Well, when this whole thing started, I, I marked down July 5th on my calendar. I said, uh, 
worst case scenario, this because remember back when this first started, we were thinking like four or five million people more are going to die in the U.S. alone. And uh, I was thinking, okay, how how do we get that under control? That would take months. So I just randomly marked down middle of July, because because or like the beginning of July, because I heard that somewhere. Like that was in the first three days. I like it. All right. So I was just like, okay, I can do this till the middle of July. After that, I'm buying guns. (laughs) July fifth, right after the birthday of America. Yeah, America, America. Uh. So, yeah, it's so funny. It's right after Independence Day. Okay, got a question for you. Yes, sir. What's the most surprising thing about the lockdown that you discovered about yourself? The, the most the most surprising thing? Surprising. Something you didn't know about yourself that you possibly discovered during your, your quarantine. That's, that's a really interesting question, Antoine. And I, I think one of the reasons is that uh, – and this, this actually uh, – Good or bad. At least, at least but it – but butting up to this conversation just came up earlier today talking with another friend where he's like, well, I, I hope we, we learn things about ourselves coming out of this. And like we, we learn, like even for those of us who don't like being around people that much, like how, how, how much people mean to us, how much our friends and loved ones mean to us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. How, how nice for you. I already fucking knew all that shit about myself. <laughs> cool. Enjoy your little mission of self-discovery. <laughs> I didn't need this. <laughs> Not necessary at all. I was aware of all these things. Yeah. <laughs> these are known items, and now they have been borne out to their logical and only conclusion, sir. Yeah, right, right. Thank you. Right, right, right. So I, I, I guess the uh, – not a, not a surprising thing, but it's been – you know, as someone who spends a lot of time uh, thinking not, – not about himself as it sounds vain, but like – sure. You know, deep, deep, deep thought about myself, reflection on who I am, my place in the world, my mm-hmm. relationship with other people, all that stuff. It's like, like uh, nope, the things I thought have all been completely borne out. I, I am, I, maybe, maybe the surprise is that despite how deeply I uh, care about so many different people and the fact that I've been completely denied all semblance of these people that I love, that I'm, I'm really doing okay, you know, for the most part, Be- better than... I think maybe I would have thought about it had I bothered to think about it at the start. You know, I I didn't because I was like, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, why spend time in speculation? That's a waste of energy. Um, so you're surprised by your your perseverance, your fortitude, your temperance? Yeah, I, I guess now thinking about it after the fact, uh, it, it's interesting. I had been like calling to find out how people were doing and like making the rounds and stuff. And yeah. For for a few weeks, I actually I had people, and you did even like people reaching out to me, be like, "Hey, I just want to see how you're doing." And I'm like, "Yeah, uh, great." Like, why? Great. No, I'm fine. Why? Why? What made you think of that? But then I thought about it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I'm <laughs> I'm a hugely uh, you know emotionally available person. Yeah, uh, a person of deep feeling, and a person who is like a pure dyed in the wool extrovert. Yeah. You know, it, and that's just like, yeah, that guy, I should follow up on that guy. Cause like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't, I like Netflix and chill, but like, I'd rather go out and, you know, I'd, I'd rather be out six nights a week sure. than in six nights a week. Well, I was, uh, I was following up with you cause I was, I was making my, you know, I care about you. I was making my rounds. It, it had, it had nothing to do with any judgment on you and your, and your personality. No, I just, no, no, I just no, wanted not, to check I in. I don't mean from a judgment standpoint. Yeah. I just mean, it's like, there were, right around then it was like, you know, there were a number of other people reaching mm. out to me, and, th- and maybe they were, weren't even doing it consciously. But it was like, 
you know what that that probably makes sense like you sure. know the the person who uh who is more than happy to delve into uh strange new places and experiences and people who <laughs> yeah. uh we should follow up with that guy yeah 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 um uh, but no it's I, I it, yeah that i suppose that is that is the surprise that it's really taken me until about now until things started to well, it's also something to hang your hat on too. So you can you can get a certain amount of pride from that. So it's, it's a shot in the arm that you're that you you have inner strength during hard times and the ability to to, uh, yeah. to maintain. That's something to to, yeah, I, to be looked at in a, as a high quality. That, well, th- thank you, Tony. That's very kind of you to say. Most, well, to most co- and, um, but to discover that is also it, that's a wonderful discovery. Is what you know. That's the discovery is almost as important as the quality. You know. Yeah. Um, well, and I've certainly been keeping in tune with with myself, doing you know regular checkups and just seeing. Um, I you know, candidly, it was a really super, just super emotional week uh, for me, and maybe that's the surprise. Is like I, I was on a pretty even keel, and then I find I've been really powerfully moved by by a couple of instances recently and you know that's uh, you know me to be someone who's you know certainly not afraid to cry but yeah. uh being surprised by kind of the strength of these like waves of emotions that have swept over me a couple of times in the last like six days yeah like, oh jesus like like wow that's uh like two days in a row like really leveled by like totally external factors that had nothing to do with me um, okay but 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 still you know really experienced this powerful emotions of, you know, sadness or longing and like, fuck, like, <laughs> ah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe I am not as okay as I thought I was. Good times. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. <laughs> until, until then, let me uh, refill this bourbon. Good times. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I got two more questions for you. Sir. What's the worst thing in, uh, entertainment media that you've seen or watched or experienced during the lockdown, oh, Tiger King! I haven't seen it yet. Fuck! Oh, no, it's, uh, I, I'll say I will say that I have seen enough. Yeah. Uh, not that I sat down to watch it, but I, I have seen enough. Yeah. From other people watching it in my company to be like, like holy fuck! Like oh my gosh! Well, the um, only thing I saw, the only thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. For some reason, I just missed it. You know, I was busy doing other sh- other things. It's not something I would normally watch, anyways. I just de- I just decided not to watch it, and I was busy. You know, I, I was I'm still working. Thank God, I'm still working. But um, thank God, yeah. It, and really, knock on wood, because it's, it's a blessing. But uh, so I was busy, and you know, I was, I was into other shit, and so I just it, I just missed it. And I'm kind of glad I did. But the one thing that made me laugh is when I saw a picture of him. I was like, he kind of looks like somebody. And I then I saw him talk in a clip or something on on YouTube or something, and then who, I was who like, he looks like <laughs> David Spade from Joe Dirt. Oh, so, so, wow, yeah, he does. And then they made this, uh, uh, you know, then all these jokes came out, and then it got back to David Spade, and then it was like, oh wow, yeah, he does. He David Spade would play him, and then that guy Jackie told me that that guy came out and said, uh, I want Brad Pitt. Or David Spade to play me in a in, in the in a movie. Like, also, like, what kind of a person are you? Like, either in looks or right. like thinking about yourself. Right. Like, like who are the two people who would <laughs> cast to play you? Like, 
Well, I'd have to say either like <laughs> William the Refrigerator Perry or <laughs> yeah. Ashley Judd. Uh, yeah. no, one of those two. Yeah. Ashley Judd or uh, or or the fridge. You know the the old uh, the old nose tackle from the Bears, their '85 Super Bowl run. Right, uh, right. Really, one of those two people or no one. I think the three of us are kind of very similar in mind, body, and spirit. Um, oh, yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. But yeah, that's my, my own. <laughs> I, I might go back and watch it. Just so I can have something to talk about in this podcast. I, I think you should. You Adam, at least, uh, you I'm know, talking about it's entertaining as hell. I'm, I'm talking about The Bachelor every week on this podcast because it's one of the few things <laughs> I have never watched. The Bachelor. I have never watched and that's The okay, Bachelor, man. Like I'm, it's you and me. Like we're the only two motherfuckers on the planet who haven't seen The Bachelor. Oh uh, you know? well, I have like, now. I have now. Adam, I bitch and moan about this podcast. I try to give the play by play. I try to take it serious, but then I catch myself taking it serious you know while i'm giving the play-by-play and it's just yep. i just hate myself a little bit more just a little bit That's more right. every time. I hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> okay one, one last question please uh what is i gotta, I gotta find a way to, to a way to uh phrase this um your biggest reason for hope during this crisis what what because, gives you the biggest uh, reason for hope because I believe very deeply in, in hope and positivity and in the goodness of the human spirit, the, the redemption of man and the purity of the human soul. Yeah. And that, that, I, that when, we, when we look at the, the, the very human response to this, uh, this terrible situation, we hear things about fucking Mike Pence went to a hospital that a mask on, you know, POTUS anytime he opens his goddamn stupid mouth. Yeah. Uh, Profiteers uh, gouging people on drug prices or masks or this or that or the other. And, and you hear about those things and they're awful, uh, but that isn't real life. And that isn't what we, what we learn about if we are really paying attention. We see people caring about their neighbors. We see people donating to food banks, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, working hard to support their neighbors, reaching out, you know, going to, uh, going to the grocery store for right. – for friends or for for the elderly, people they don't even know, and uh, you know, and these these aren't even you know just these big, grand, larger stories. These are people that I know, friends of mine, who have just out of the you know their sense of uh, duty and fellowship to their community, to their fellow women and men, they said like, no, I'm going to step up and I'm I'm going to do something. You know, uh, I have a friend who's making masks, awesome like fucking Star Wars masks. That's awesome. I have four of them that she sent me, and that. She's like, no, 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 no charge. Just let me know your address. And of course, I told her to go fuck herself and send her money. Um, well, the money was for the mask, not the, not yeah. the sex act. Not to go fuck herself, right? Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. The sex yeah. act, I, I assumed I would get for free because it's. Yeah. I mean, it's me. Yeah. No, well, the hey, money was for the mask. Yeah, I think just, that just in, in case. A, yeah. yeah, I think that in a time of crisis, you're going to see a lot of assholes. I mean, they're out there every day, anyways. Even during a normal week, normal day, normal month. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when we go to the bar, I mean, look at all the people we hang out with, for God's sake. But you're also going to see a lot of good people if you just look for an instance. Because you you see the assholes because they stick out, and and you remember the assholes, right? And you remember those moments. But the good people are usually just living their lives, and they're trying to live their lives the best they can. And that, 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 uh, that is virtuous, and that is righteous within itself, just trying to live your life. And live it in a good way, so that other people can live their lives in, in, in a, a good, good way. And, and that that counts yeah. in my mind. That's a fucking tick 
and 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 the side of for the good guys. You know what I mean? Yes. And that that's and normal. All, all, that that's that's normal to see that. So it it doesn't stick in your mind. And, uh, uh, and I'll I'll uh, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. I I hear you, and I say Amen, Tony. Yeah. I, one thing I'll, I'll I'll leave you with this. Yeah. Fred Rogers, uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, talked yeah. about this. Like, yeah. um, you know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, why, um, you know, what when bad things happen, getting upset about it, and and something. I, if I'm remembering the story correctly, uh, it was that his his mother had said to him, like, anytime something bad happens, <clears throat> sorry, I get all choked up. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, look, look for the helpers, right? Look for the people helping. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's life, man. That's yeah. life right there. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. That was a wonderful quote. That was a wonderful line. Yeah. Mm. Well, buddy, it was good to hear from you. I'm going to finish up the rest of this podcast. I got to give Zach a call because he's the co-host, and uh, it's just you know I got we got to do our little thing yeah, for well, five the minutes. You got to call that chooch. Got to call. Got to call that chooch. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I love you. I want you to stay safe. And this podcast that you're on tomorrow, what's the name of it? Uh, well, obviously it's it's chooch chat. No, no, the, the other juice. one. Aren't you on another podcast tomorrow? Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were looking for a diversion. Like, okay, and say what? <laughs> say what show are you on? Like, I'm white trash and I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, I'm I, white trash and I'm in trouble. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you're on, okay. Oh is God. that is that what it's called? What, what's it called? No, no, it's called In Bed with George. So it's my my friend uh, Nate, Nate and my friend uh, George Larue, who we went to college with, this wonderful human being. And he kind of same thing. He was, you know, like looking out for, you know, buddies and seeing how people were and wanting to connect with people. And it, it started innocently enough. Uh, the his bedroom is the place where there's the best Wi-Fi signal in the house. So, That's funny. So, so he's doing this, you know, these podcasts with people from his bed, and it's like, oh yeah, well, in bed with George, I guess. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Well, uh, everybody not, out not there, Adam's going to be on In Bed way, with like George. Would, uh, in like Bed with it. George? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being in bed with George tomorrow, yeah. let me tell you. It's going to be, uh, be hot stuff. Good. In Bed with George, if you want to hear, <laughs> hear more from Adam. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Sounds good, buddy. Love you. Love you. Peace. All right. That was fun. It's fun to hear from him. Give me one second. I'm going to get something set up here. Okay, I'm back. Oh man, it was fun to hear from Adam. I've been here for a while. He's such a good guy. Um, okay, let's go over some movies real quick before we call our long lost co-host Zach Finch. Uh, movies that we watched, me and Jackie. Here's my quick review of these movies: uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Jackie, I caught, I caught her in the middle of watching all the Indiana Jones movies. I don't know if she's ever seen them. I think she has, but she doesn't know them the way that I do. Um, and Indiana Jones Temple of Doom it was uh, great hadn't seen it in about 5 or 6 years now I used to have the DVDs but I haven't had DVD player in about 5 or 6 years I uh, got rid of that shit once the fucking world changed got flipped on its fucking head uh, with uh, everything being on demand and in Netflix and yada 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 Disney Plus and uh, let me tell you something about Temple of Doom uh, highly entertaining was the most campy of the trilogy. We're not counting Crystal Skulls. Was the most campy, but highly fucking entertaining. I liked that it didn't have to do with like the Bible or anything. It was something a little uh, from the Vedas. A story from the Vedas, I believe. Is it? Is a, it was a 
It was a Hindu uh, spiritual book, I believe. I, but I, I would like to look into it more about those stones, the five stones of the diamonds inside of it. Um, I liked. I I I love the actors. The guy that plays the main bad guy is fantastic. I looked him up when I was watching it. I can't remember his name, but uh, it turns out uh, he always wanted to be a leading man when he uh, when he first auditioned as a young man in, in Bollywood. But he was immediately cast as a bad guy, and he's one of the most famous bad guys ever in Bollywood. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it makes sense. He, he has a great look. He has a great look, a commanding voice. You know, even his laugh is sinister. Uh, so, I, so I, I thought that, and you guys know who I'm talking about the Hamam Shemai, Hamam Shemai, Hamam Shemai, the guy, that guy who takes hearts. The other thing about this movie that I always thought this when I was a kid a little bit, but rewatching it now as an as an adult has confirmed it. I never knew why they didn't make short round the next Indiana Jones. Uh, they were definitely setting it up. There was tons of they, the way they argued with and that kid who's a grown he's older than me. He's like 45, 48 now. The movie, the movie came out in nineteen eighty four. It's insane, by the way. Fucking shit, nineteen eighty four. Um, so so the kid that played short round, his name is I'm gonna butcher it. I wrote it down. Ki Huey Kwan. So you guys can go back and watch this. Watch short round. You know he was in Goonies. You know him from that as well. Watch him. The way he argues with Harrison Ford, it's hilarious. It's realistic, right? He's charming as shit. Um, and uh, there, you know, when it, something happens to Indy, it happens to, to the kid. So when when Indy gets whipped, when he was when they were trying to to pour the uh, the fucking zombie blood down his throat, short round was getting whipped. Uh, they gave each other their hats. He puts his hat on short round's head. And then Short Round puts Indy's hat on his head. They did, they did the hat thing. And he has legitimate action scenes in the movie, the kid does. Ki Huy Quan. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not butchering that. He's from uh, uh, Vietnam because he was born in Vietnam. Uh, I don't know why they didn't. I thought I thought they, they should have put him. I know they didn't keep a lot of the same actors in, in a lot of the indie movies. They just It was kind of like almost like a James Bond thing. They were subbing out women like crazy. and uh, But... Uh, they really should have brought him back as as an adult and uh or you know a, a young adult and i think they still could maybe they didn't back then it was 1984 who knows there wasn't a lot of you know asian stars even though bruce lee was fucking uh before that like the, the biggest star in the fucking world but i, I don't know i i don't know why they they when they, when they set it up so well in the movie and they had such a a, a talented young actor because child stars can be fucking horrible. You guys all know that. But uh, I think they could do that now. Honestly, they do. I think they, if you know, they could do that with Harrison Ford. If they recast somebody else to play Indiana Jones, they could, they could, uh, they can cast uh, Kiwi Kwan to play Short Round, or get a new actor if they want to do a younger version of it. Whatever. I, I think that would be really interesting because it, it was essentially the kid was his adopted kid. It was kind of like that, or they had a partnership more than more than anything. Uh, so, man, if somebody out there who's uh, listening to this, <laughs> one of our 50 listeners <laughs> or 60 listeners, I don't know what it is now, who's listening to this, uh, he's a big wig in Hollywood, uh, make that short round movie, please, because um, uh, I think that would be amazing. Um, what else did we watch? We watched uh, Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. Uh, that's a great movie. And... Um, <clears throat> Great movie. It was one of the best action movies that wasn't a comic book movie. It was a great action movie that wasn't a comic book movie, and that was awesome to see. 
Uh, there was a there's an 11 minute one shot fight scene. I mean, I think it's one shot. There might have been some camera tricks in there, but it looked like one shot. And Chris Hemsworth and this guy. I mean, I'm talking car chase in in and out of uh, buildings, apartment buildings. It was and it was all filmed in Bangladesh. I think it was from was it from Bangladesh? Where was it filmed? But it was all on location, you know. And uh, it was it was it was it was it was amazing. Where was it? Hold on, turn it for the uh, international crime lord. Yeah, okay. it doesn't say where it was filmed. But if the producers were Joe and Anthony Russo, but believe it or not, you know the guys who did Endgame and uh, uh, the a lot of Marvel movies. Uh, and Chris Hemsworth crushed it, and the other guy who ends up is like a good guy, bad guy ends up being a good guy type of a thing. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, the guy Rondeep Huda, Rondeep Huda, uh, badass. Him and Hemsworth, they are the eleven minute fight scene. Them with other people that they're fucking murdering throughout the entire country. Um, it's, it's amazing. He is, blah, 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 blah. yeah, he is, he, he's, he's, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, check it out. Check him out. I'm kind of rooting for him as an actor now because he was so good in it. He has a cool look. Him and his worth crush it. Uh, the kid in the movie was a great actor. Again, an, an, another kid, you know, we were just saying how they can really, really shit the bed with it when, when you cast a kid. We, we've all seen aliens, right? We're not all going to lie to her. So even though we all love aliens, we all know the worst part of that movie was, was Newt. Uh, you know, not, you know, she's an adult now. I'm allowed to fucking shit on her. <sighs> Whatever. She's not going to listen to Chooch chat. Whatever. Yeah. She was awful in aliens. Um, what else did we see here? Uh, we watched, uh, Moonstruck. Oh man. I love that movie. Me and Jackie sat down and watched Moonstruck one night, and um, I, I if you haven't seen it, it's with uh, Nicolas Cage, Danny Aiello, Cher. Um, do you guys know Danny Aiello is dead? I, I had no clue. Uh, it really bummed me the fuck out. Uh, he died in 2019. I had no idea. I had no idea. December 12th, 2019. I had no clue. Yeah, he just died. What a bummer, man. What a bummer to just remember that he, because he, he was he was he was he was been in so many movies. John Mahoney was in it, great movies. Basically, it's this movie about Italian neighborhood, you know, Italian families, and uh, Nicholas Nicholas Cage plays this guy, the brother of a guy that Cher is going to marry, and they end up falling in love. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert from nineteen. What when was this made? Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, if you haven't seen Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom or Moonstruck, wait, really, really sorry. Extraction, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm sorry about it. That's a good movie. You, you need to watch that now. Uh, there's a line in the movie. It, it, what was that line? It took my hand. He's got his hand. He's got his bride. Nicolas Cage. It, the movie's like if, I told Jackie that it's like if somebody said I wanted to make a foreign film but in English <laughs> the, uh, the the acting the uh, uh, the you know the over the top drama every, everything is very uh, very dramatic but you know almost uh, tongue in cheek you know it's 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 funny 
it's like they were doing a foreign film and then and then decided to remake it in English, but keep the acting the exact exactly the same. Director was Norman Jewison. Norman Jewison. Writer was John Patrick Shanley. That was amazing. Jackie's the one that pointed that out. Uh, Cher, Nicolas Cage, Olympia Dukakis, uh, Vincent Gardenia, uh, Julie Bovasso, John Mahoney. Who else they got here? Yeah, it's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in the movie. You should check it out. Moonstruck. It holds up. It really does. Fantastic movie. Uh, that's the end of my my movie reviews. What else am I doing here quickly? Uh, I am still playing guitar, obviously. Still doing yoga, obviously. Uh, shoulders getting a little bit better from my shoulder surgery for those who are just tuning in for the first time. Uh, right now I'm practicing Don't Think Twice. It's all right. Trying to get my finger picking uh, cut up to snuff. Uh, you know, shoulders coming along. It, everything still hurts a little bit. I'm proud of myself for the yoga. I'm doing an hour and a half every day. I'm on my Today was my 11th day. Of an hour and a half of yoga. Uh, I'm starting to look forward to it. Because it's getting easier. And, and challenging myself with it. Uh, on the legs. And the rest of my body. The shoulder is coming along. It's just. <clears throat> I need a massage man. You know. I, I just I just not, I just need a massage. You know. So I'm going to a chiropractor. I'm going to Jackie's chiropractor tomorrow. Uh, Friday. Uh, the 1st of May. Um. Jackie's been going for her back. You guys know she has uh, bad back problems at times. Uh, Going to wear masks and gloves. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they're wearing masks and gloves. And uh, Jackie's going once or twice a week anyways. So I'm not saying that it's perfectly safe with the virus. But uh, it's, uh, you know, going to get it yeah, from her if, we're, if, we're, if I was going to get it. So that doesn't sound right. Whatever. I'm not going to worry about it. I can't worry about it. i got to keep living life. Um, so I'm hoping the chiropractor works out. That's going to be for my shoulder, my, my shoulder, you know, my neck. I got a lot of like injuries that added up that I never took care of. Uh, my, my left hip. Um, I'm just sitting here thinking right now that, that I'm listening, that I'm saying this. One of my uh, best buddies listens to this. Nate does. And he's been trying to get me to go to his chiropractor for months. <laughs> I just realized, uh, I, uh, I just realized that I'm not going to that one. I'm going to my wife's. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's funny because he's going to say something. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to use your barber, Nate. I'm not going to use your chiropractor. Uh, you know, this is just more convenient. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that's just about it. I wrote down a bunch of stuff to talk about. I don't really need to. I'm starting to get easier just doing these solo podcasts, just shitting out my mouth for fucking uh what how much how what time is it i was tired in this thing kind of flew by it's been an hour and 14 minutes shit I gotta, i'm gonna call zach one sec call him right now let's see if he picks up he picked up hey buddy sorry i didn't give you a heads up yeah i was gonna yell at you straight away <laughs> were you really yep <laughs> I I got busy. I just got into the podcast. I was I was interviewing uh, uh Adam and then I and then I had jumped on and I and I and I just forgot. I just forgot. Uh, yeah. No. Are you mad at me? No, no, no. You can um, you can yell at me. No, it's no big deal at all. It's actually kind of uh, good timing. Yeah. Why? 
It's because uh, Callie is in the shower. Oh, right. Yeah, you can entertain me for a little bit. We, like, just finished dinner and everything. That's nice. What did you guys have? Salmon and some broccoli and some rice thing, some rice dish. Nice. Who made it? Uh, she did the salmon on, on her little grill nice. that I haven't haven't used, and then I made the broccoli. And yeah. It was just like a microwave bag of rice, like brown rice, quinoa, something or other. Good to have somebody around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely not uh, as lonely, I'm assuming. Yeah, big time. I mean, you know, we had things that we had to each do. Yeah. You know, phone calls to make during the day, work-related things that she had to do, and then I, I worked out. I did leg day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. Oh, but cool. Still, yeah, cool. having someone just around, even for, like, brief chats. Yeah. You know, just, like, ongoing chats that you can have throughout the day when you don't have to fucking call someone and right. talk for right. two hours straight or whatever. Seeing somebody besides me. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Bringing you a Caprice sub every day. <laughs> put this in your put, put this down your throat. Sandwich time. That's that's my wake up call. Sandwich time, you clock. hooker. Sandwich time. Wake up, <laughs> hooker. It's sandwich time. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, it, it just come down to sandwich. So, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm, 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 I'm sandwich. Right yeah. All right. I'll, I'll be down. I'll be down. You know. You, you know. You you don't have to bring one today. It's too late. I'm already down here. <laughs> All right. Let me just let me just give me a second. I don't, I don't even say that. Like I'm not coming down. No, don't, no. Don't bother bringing a sandwich because I'm just not coming down. I just say that because, like, yeah, you don't even have to. You don't have to give me any sandwich. Yeah. I'll come and hang. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll come and hang for nothing or maybe a coffee. Yeah. Well, uh, got anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to throw out there? No, not on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, right now, no. But uh, cool. You know, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely nice to have somebody around. We'll see how long it lasts for being nice. You know, <laughs> good luck. So <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you know, there are no signs of it, like you know, deteriorating, curbing, cur- deteriorating yet. But it's only been like uh, twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like it's been weeks. Yeah, today's been, today's lasted forever for me, man. It's been a long day. Yeah, uh, for you, yeah, I bet. Uh, you had but, your chiropractor, right? No, it's tomorrow. It's just been—I haven't oh. been getting sleep, so it's just been just long. I, you know, I still I still got my my list of shit I gotta do. And yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm All tired right. for sure. I'm gonna get some sleep tonight, so I'll be bright, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed tomorrow. I told everybody to listen to your for podcast. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Yeah, please do. Uh, just, uh, just go to Chooch Chat and uh, listen to Chooch Chat, and then you'll find yeah. some Chooch Chat. Yeah, James has been tinkering with the website, so it's looking a little different, a little wonky, but you know, it's still coming together. Nice, that's good. Yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't checked it out in a while. Uh, yeah, check I, it out. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out because I've I just been focusing on podcast. And yeah, podcast podcasts are front and center right now on the homepage, so it's it's coming around. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so, any new new listeners on there? Welcome to the old yeah. listeners. Uh, uh, thanks for sticking around. Um, and, yeah. uh, we're going to keep shitting out these, I don't know, keep farting them out these hour long, half hour long, super hour enjoyable long. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> conversations with our, with ourselves. 
Uh, I don't know how I'm, I don't know how I'm going to top my last one. Maybe next time I'm just going to fart into the microphone, just make fart noises for 25 for about minutes, half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's worth a shot, I guess. You know? I guess. We'll see what the people like. Might might pick up some fart kink, some, some yeah. kinky fart yeah. sex things. You know? Some of those uh, ASP or whatever. Yeah. I got, I, got, I got one of a guy who farts for 25 minutes. Oh, man. Puts yeah. me right to sleep. Puts me right to sleep. <laughs> Puts me right to sleep. Like, basically, I, I just calm the entire time I'm, I'm, I'm listening to it. <laughs> There's ejaculate all over the floor. That that's my that's another one of my favorite words. New favorite words. Ejaculate. I've been saying it a lot recently. That and hooker. You? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, hooker. I know for sure. Yeah. Because you use it on me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of not very insulting for a guy. Calling a girl a hooker yeah. is probably pro- probably a bad idea. I haven't called a girl a hooker yet. And uh, yeah, but, you know, if she was a good friend, I would. But uh, yeah. for 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 a guy, it's not it's not something. And and if a lady overhears it, you know, yeah. they don't give a shit because you're just fucking Zach. You know, oh, him. you mean I get paid to fuck? Is that what you mean? <laughs> fuck yeah, I do, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Okay, <laughs> all right, well, all right, uh, <laughs> all right. You want to sign off? Yeah, sure. Don't work too hard, everybody. But don't stop working. Bye. Bye. Bye, Zach. Bye.